desperately searching for a killer, accused of going on a rampage. Of the search for a possible serial killer. An urgent manhunt for a man authorities believe is behind a triple killing spree. Police here speculating that a possible serial killer may have struck again. Told her to get out of the car, and that's when she became afraid, and then I shot her. Welcome to Crime Gonna. <laughs> Jesse, sorry, Jesse Wiseman's Crime Corner. Branding. Coop. Mm-hmm. Coop a loop. With Coop and Joel. With Coop and Joel. <laughs> I am happy to be here once again. This is another another part of my week that I, I'm starting to look forward to every week. These stories are fun. Right? I mean, they're terrifying. And, oh, and I picked and... the worst shit. <laughs> because I really wanted to get you guys involved. And I was like, hey, I have, decapitation? I... And Coop was yes, like, please. yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm um, not sure if I'm excited about this show yet. Mm. I'm still I'm still processing Joel. the last episode. Right. Joel has a soft heart. He so, hasn't become cold and jaded. Yeah, we put him off camera. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here now. So, jo- so Joel's new role is to um, ask questions like, the head was totally cut off? <laughs> right? Yeah. And just kind of reiterate that sort of stuff. Did they die? Wait. <laughs> Are they still alive, though? <laughs> sweet, sweet Joel, you yeah. are the heart and soul of this show, Thank and you, Coop Jesse. and I are sweet summer child. dead inside, right? Oh yeah, dead yeah, inside. Totally yeah. numb. Black heart and, and dead inside, and we love this shit. So anyway, <laughs> it's the only way I can feel anything these days. <laughs> I know. The worse, the better. Let's get into it. Let's no, jeez. <laughs> no, it's here. That's a little dark. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is. Part two of the uh, Curse of the Stainer Brothers, basically. Yeah, do you, should we do a, a quick recap of what we did last week? I think so. So this is um, Carrie Stainer, or the Yosemite Killer, or the Yosemite Park Killer. Uh, Yosemite Killer has a much better ring to it. Yeah, well, I don't know Just why shorten you need, it up. You don't need the extra. Need Everybody knows park. what Yosemite is. Anyways, that was, they both did. So, this is part two. In part one, we talked about Steven Stainer. Um, uh, we covered the Steiner, Steven Stainer saga, to refresh your guys' memory. Steven Stainer was a, abducted in Merced, California, when he was seven years old by Kenneth Parnell, sicko, and was raised as his son, I mean, abused every day, but basically as his a real fucked up version of father potato, and son. Potato, potato. I know. It was the 70s. It it's was a like, different time. Who among us doesn't have that situation? <laughs> he was being raped the whole time. Thank you, Joel. Everybody yeah. makes Thank mistakes you, with their <laughs> Everybody makes mistakes with their first child, Joel. Just, yeah. Geez. It's a learning process. It was just the first one. That's why Parnell was trying to get another child. Do we know if that was his first one? Um First one that ooh. he was caught with. Interesting, caught. but yeah, because That's a good as we named the last episode, all the 70s, <laughs> you never know because our uh, ability to catch, track, cell phones, all of this shit. Well, not only that, GPS. Kid, kids are disappearing left and right back in those days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're running away to join the circus. They're running away to get murdered by hobos. They're running away and getting abducted. A lot of bad things happened to right. kids in the 70s. Right. <laughs> Before this. Um, so Steven Sainer was abducted in Merced, California. Um, but basically, yeah, he was raised as 
as Parnell's son. And then he was returned to his family. He escaped, but he was returned to his family when he was 14. And the media circus surrounding this event was massive and ongoing for yeah. a long time. It was one of those things, like with all the 70s, where, I mean, they were interviewing him at his school. There was no boundaries. They completely covered this kid when he came back. So I would also like to point out that besides some understandable substance abuse, Stephen Stainer was, by all accounts, a wonderful husband, father, and activist, educating children and families on the dangers of child abduction and how to avoid avoid it. And he kind of changed the whole narrative, which, you know, sorry, pedophiles. <laughs> really screwed up it's there. It's going to be harder for you now. We've Smoking, got... Token, 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 jacking, jerking, motorcycle, boom! boom. <laughs> 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 You've got to tune in. Basically, yeah. you have to watch the other episodes. Yeah, you... Like, yeah. you're going to be a little bit lost if you're just watching It's this episodic, one. but there's also just an underlying storyline of our lives. Yeah. Underneath And you kind of... We kind of want you to know about us. Um... So I'm not sure if the curse of the Stainer family, the Stainer brothers, is a story of, like, nurture versus nature. That's exactly what I was thinking right? when I was reading about it. I'm, like, slurring already, you guys. Like, what is the... How much of this is nature? How much of this is nurture? Right. Because some of it is definitely nurture. But, but as we'll find out about Carrie Stainer, some of that could have definitely been nature. This may be a... Uh, totally uh discounting the the nurture part like this could be a case of full-on nature i feel like i i think it could too and we also talked in the last episode about a butterfly effect like maybe certain things caused him to sorry joel do some real bad things joel i'm sorry it's going to be some bad stuff coming up. It will okay. be in the end, but it's some bad stuff. Okay. So the question is... <laughs> It'll be okay. It's all over and done with. Two brothers, right? One gets abducted, abused, horrible situation for seven years, and becomes, comes out an amazing person. Yeah. The other kid, left behind, neglected, in the shadow, I don't know becomes that definitely seemed like it was the case is after steven stainer disappeared uh, i think we made jokes about it on the last episode yeah. that it was like oh the the wrong, the wrong kid. kid died is that that's that's what it is I that's think. really like uh, that's the way that his father was treating yes. carrie stainer during steven stainer's disappearance is yes. he was much more critical of carrie he didn't like carrie as much as he liked steven yeah, and he let Carrie know that, which was nice of him. Yeah. He would go, like we said, go into his room, hold, like, Stephen's shirt, and just cry into it right in front of... He could do that in a completely separate room on his own time. That was all performative. It was performative. <laughs> it was to let him know straight up, like, wrong kid, Dad. <laughs> um, okay, so now we can get into the story... Since you guys know, and you watched the last episode, you know what we're talking about. We can get into the story of Carrie Stainer, including the abduction of his brother. So Carrie St- Stainer was born August 13th, 1961, and was the oldest of five children. When he was 11, his brother Stephen was abducted, 
Carrie later said this affected him in many ways. He felt neglected, overshadowed. He recalled going outside. Now look, we don't know. There's so many different articles. I'm sure you read a bunch that like had a lot of different things. There was someone, the the writer of the movie, I Know My Name Is Steven, we know now took some real liberties with the story. So he, he made says, his own interpretation of the story. Yes, and like was very dramatic. So yeah. he says that Carrie told him that he went outside every night on a clear night, wished on a star for his brother to come home. <laughs> you know, I I don't I don't see I honestly it. yeah I, I don't honestly see don't it. know how much I believe that I believe sure the part he was where he was like, ripping out his own hair on a regular basis. Yes. Now, that was when he was, so we could blame this incident of his brother getting abducted on the evils, which we've already talked about, but there was actually a lot of weird shit from way earlier that we can point to. At age three, he was diagnosed with trichotillomania, which is the disorder where you pull out your hair from your head, leaving bald spots. Oh, that started at age three? Three. Isn't that crazy? I thought that didn't start until after Stephen went missing. No. So, and that's a, most people, it's usually girls, and they're usually, as far as statistically, they're usually diagnosed at like 13 to 16, and it's usually girls. So he was diagnosed at three. So this kid had some, from day one, essentially. A three-year-old is when you're, like, just now becoming a person. Already had this crazy nervous tick and just some shit going on. So he was fucked up before his brother got kidnapped. Yes. Yeah, Interesting. If, Interesting, the? and maybe the kidnapping pushed it over the edge, but it, it was a lot. A quick little side tangent. If you see that your child is displaying traits that... So pulling out their hair, that's one thing. That's you don't necessarily assume that that's going to turn into something lethal for other people or it's right. it's going to make them turn into a criminal it's weird, but if if they're pulling out their hair and they're mutilating animals mm-hmm. and wetting their bed to a late right. age like all the you know the all the triad. classics i have all, all those. the superheroes i yeah. had all those traits when i was young you did not and, well see this is the this is the nature versus I nature mut- debate i didn't mutilate animals though okay but yeah. i did kill a couple that's, uh, I feel like you're splitting hairs there. Well, I didn't, like, enjoy it. What'd you do? <laughs> I killed a bunny, I killed a bunny <gasps> once. Playing, I was playing catch with it. Well, it was innocent. Joel. Because the, the bunnies, is, bunnies hop. We should cut bunnies, this out. Bunnies, <laughs> we should cut this out. <laughs> bunnies jump, right? Sure. So I was, I had a bucket and I was throwing the bunny in the air and catching it in the bucket. Because they jump to make it jump higher. Okay. And then it died in the bucket, and I was like, what the fuck? Why is oh, it dead? It's a oh, Lenny, I, I that's like, a Lenny sitch. I like how he's just casually disregarding his his uh, part of the situation. Just died in the bucket. Yeah, yeah it was like the bunny out of nowhere. I cried after, and I ran to my mom and was like, it, the bunny's dead. And she was like, well, you were fucking throwing it and catching it in the bucket, idiot. Joel. Yeah, Jeffrey you Dahmer cried after murders. A bunny would have to fall in a bucket. Well, to it was a die. It, it took a lot of times. Oh, <laughs> God, I, don't I say a, that. Well, last I had a friend. Part. We were like, it was like playing catch with. Oh, it. yeah, it was not good with the buckets. Yeah, 
I'm assuming there must be a statute of limitations on animal cruelty, so he's probably safe. Yeah. Well, he's I was like eight. Safe. Okay. And is that it? That was the only time. Yeah. Okay. I learned. Okay. I learned my lesson. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I have to learn things the hard way, you know. Still okay. a little upsetting. I've only killed yeah. one person. Sure. Did it once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I learned my lesson. Learned your lesson. <laughs> a la OJ, right? Yeah. Poor OJ, right? He did it one time. Has not has not been confirmed. Has, he was exonerated. As far as I'm concerned, he is an innocent angel. We do say on the show that poor OJ, right? <laughs> he got a bad rap. Um. So cool story though, right? Joel. Yeah, Joel. that's one way to put it. Joel, and you wet the bed too. Yeah. You're saying, yeah, yeah, till a later age. Oh yeah, like what? No, he got over that like two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. You guys lived together. Was he? Well, I I stopped wetting the bed around junior high. What the fuck? Sixth grade. What yeah. the fuck? Then he started drinking again. And then I started back. drinking again. So about like my sophomore year in high school, I started wetting the bed again. But that was from drinking. Coop, but six. Sixth grade is late, don't this, you? Know? Yeah, because it might not have been that long. It's usually considered late if it's like by between the ages of five and I was like ten eight. or eleven. Yeah, my kid's eight. He hasn't wet the bed in a couple years. Yeah. Well, it got less and less. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it was every night, and then it was like once a week, and then it was like once a month, and then look, we appreciate your the, candor. <laughs> yeah. And then now we it's just on special occasions. We appreciate your candor. Yeah. Birthdays and anniversaries. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> I think Joel might be a serial killer. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Is that why we put him in the shadows? He was like, oh, I'll go in the shadows. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no problemo. <laughs> I live my life in the yeah, shadows. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Anyways. I know, I know where you all sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, also, his sisters talked about Carrie being sexually inappropriate with their friends. On one occasion when his sister's 14-year-old, I did double-sided loser, uh, 14-year-old friend was sleeping over. Carrie crawled under her cot. Rich. They have a cot. Um, yeah, and Fancy. I know. I had to sleep on the ground. You? Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. slept outside with the dogs. I never went to someone's house and had a cot. Oh, but let anyway. me guess. They had blankets, too? I know. Woo. <laughs> Falutin. <laughs> but anyways, under her cot and touched her breast. And when she told him to stop, that's, yeah, that's so like a... crawled under the cot and then oh, like and then reached reach. over, okay. reached around and, I mean, it's clever. Look, In my opinion, he didn't have to be under the cot to do that. He thank you. You could just like time. literally stand over. But I think he wanted to like, you know, the element of... Surprise. These serial killers, I don't know. Joel would know better than us, huh? Hey, not all bedwetters are serial killers, okay? Yes, they are. Yep. We actually have, like, a three-prong. We'll go through it later. But there's a three-prong three surefire. The, the, what do they call it? The deadly triad? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, Joel has I, I only two, have two. Joel has two, two already. What's the third one? Shh. <laughs> Maybe I just haven't been triggered yet to actually start killing. Well, it's definitely not a head injury. Oh. Yeah. I've got a lot of head injuries. Okay. All right. We better get through this real quick. We are alone in the office with Joel. Um, so then when she said, uh, no, bro, go away, he decided to come back and stand in the doorway naked. Do you know what I mean? 
kind of like, are you sure? <laughs> right? Like, that's going a little. What about a this? Hard. Maybe just tone it down a little yep. bit, play it cool. Yep. You got to wait until at least like day two or day three to start giving them unrequested nudes. Right. Or like, she says no. Wait till she's asleep. No. <laughs> but um, it, what is it? What movie is that? It's like asking for a hundred dollars being turned down and then asking for 500 instead right like he tried to touch but he tried to touch her boob she said no he goes how about this right it's like you're (laughs) upping it he's a weirdo touch your boob can we just have sex yeah can i just you want to just touch it no (laughs) fucking no and the age difference is you know it's 16 to 14 so it's like not insane but it's still real weird yeah. for your brother to be doing with your friends right yeah, very very weird and inappropriate sure Ballsy, so though. what ba- oh I, we got to give it to him huh yeah yeah, yeah. He's got some at least he tried respect respect no no some, you some miss, you miss article- 100% of the shots you don't take so true fuck some articles i read talked about him saying uh uh, that he heard voices that he had to drown out with pot, um, which is going to come up later. So he heard voices. So here he was hearing voices, kind of like I don't hear crazy. voices. Does that make me not a? Serial it's not killer? a three prong. That's not part of it. You can still be a serial killer. No, if you don't hear voices, I think that makes you deaf. Oh. Yeah. You you hear our voice, right? <laughs> okay. okay. I don't funny. hear any voices. <laughs> um, <laughs> Carrie was also a gifted artist and was in the talented and gifted class in high school, which I learned from my child and my husband that is it's not actually genius class, which I thought it was. Oh, the gifted class? Mm-hmm. So I thought, mm, I thought it was like, oh, my God, they're like gifted geniuses. So it's not that. It's actually uh, kids that are bright-ish, but not uh, able to work well with others uh, and not able to deal with a traditional classroom. So, also known as sociopaths. Yes. <laughs> uh, there has been a couple of uh, classroom shootings in the talented and gifted classes. Mm. Um, and uh, some real... Real awesome people coming from those, but <laughs> I'm sure there's no correlation there. No, there must be none. But uh, I think that's I thought the important. gifted was the retard class. Uh, well, that's that's they, one that's way to share the same of, class. It's kind of what we're saying in oh. that, like, I You're always thought. That. I don't even. I don't know. Did you guys think that in in school where it was like, oh, get they're in the gifted class, right? I don't think that I had, had a gifted class at. My school at a young age. I got put in the bad kids class when I was in high school, but before that, I, it was called. It was I called think special. I might have. I think I might have <laughs> been school. in the gifted class. Special, but no. Special ed, yeah. Special. There's ed special class. ed, but then there's also tag. Basically, is what they call it. Talented and gifted, and uh, my kid. That? No. 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 I Does was. She look I didn't talented do. Or I did, thank you. I didn't do well, but I was able to like fly under the radar. Talented yeah. and gifted is for kids that are just like, they just really cannot. You can tell the teacher can tell that they have something there and they are smart, 
but they're just not able just to like socially assim- assimilate in the same okay. way. That actually is okay. the thing about that makes sense. The talented and gifted class. There's a really a very strong connection between a high IQ and having yes. socialization issues. So that's the genesis of it. I think maybe a couple people get through the cracks, right? That yeah. are carry yes, one or two. That are not just and maybe maybe my husband and my kid. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, but they utilize it well. Yes, that's there's the some people that are like, yes, this is better. I'm with a bunch of weirdos and we can all be like weirdos together and it's a different curriculum and they work with you in different ways. But okay, I just think it's important to point out that Carrie was in the same class that Ross was. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying, but anyway, um, we also know when he was seven, he started, did you hear this? He started having fantasies about killing women yes. at seven what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And he admits this? Yeah, so we, we find this all out later when he's actually caught and then they do all, you know, they do. Let's hear it for our next advertiser, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Uh, it's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than uh, two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Uh, the big game is always right around the corner. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into a hundred times your money potentially with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into a thousand dollars. Uh, it's demon time on prize picks. Uh, so you're going at it here. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Uh, squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. Uh, and again, now you can win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. If you want to play alongside uh, alongside some of the prize picks favorite players like uh, Meek Mill, Andrew Schultz, you can find them in the community plays underneath the promos tab of the app uh, to view the entries from some of the biggest names in prize picks community each and every week. This week on prize picks, I'm selecting Steph Curry for more than 29 points and the Joker for more than 10 rebounds. I think Bob's taking Anthony Davis uh, for more than two blocks and Damian Lillard for four three-pointers made. Go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use the code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match for up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash Ross Patterson and use code Ross Patterson for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Yeah! Let's give it up for Liquid IV. Yeah! .com, baby! Promo code Nooners over there is going to get you 20% off your first order. Rage this weekend. Jobless on accident. I feel like it was an accidental rage this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I needed some liquid IV to start off today. I start every day with a liquid IV. Um, our kids are using liquid IV. Yes. Um, they've got the new and improved sugar-free liquid IVs as well. And Pear is back. Pear is back. That's my favorite. 
Pear was my favorite there. Um, big fan, but uh, hanging out, watching sports, hanging out with the friends and all that other stuff. You start boozing, you lose track of time, and then you're like, oh, shit, I need to rehydrate for the week. Got to pop in that liquid IV. Are you a daily girl? Because I don't see you every single morning all the time. Yeah, I'm a daily girl. So I do um, one of the sugar-free grapes mm. or the sugar-free apple, which are my new faves, in 24 ounces. Okay. So it is supposed to be just in, they say, like, put a packet in 16, 8, 16 ounces. 16 and ounces of water. that's going yep. to hydrate you double. Um, I put in the 24 ounce, maybe onesie or twosie. Yeah. And go through the day. Yeah, it's I did too. life changing. I, I call it Hydration Monday here on the show because it's, uh, it's one of those things where, again, you go hard over the weekends, you got the kids, you're not eating great, uh, you're boozing with some friends or whatever, and then boom, reset on Mondays, pop in the liquid IV, and you're good to go. Um, but it's, uh, it's a little pouch. That's it. You're ripping open, popping into liquid, 16 ounces or more. And you're good to go. Super easy there. Three times the electrolytes, uh, no artificial sweeteners, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. All kinds of interviews and stuff. Mm. Yeah, while this could be one of those situations of an unreliable narrator, yeah, I think that he was probably being pretty honest about that because the way that he described the fantasies and, and even describing the exact moment that he had the first fantasy, yes, was very descriptive. Yes, to where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, because was- the. The real. first fantasy that he had was he was sitting in, uh, I, I think he was sitting in a grocery store parking lot, and he was fantasizing about kidnapping and tying up the yes. the checkers from mm-hmm. the grocery store. The mm-hmm. fuck? And having yeah. those fantasies at that age, that's... At seven? To, at seven? You I, just go, you also go, where did he get this, right? Yeah. Like, what are you watching? Like, how does that even get into your brain if you haven't seen, heard, whatever, something like this, Yeah, right? at seven years old, that's not something that just kind of pops in your head. Yeah. It's, it's something fun to do. And you, like, know about that shit already. So we don't know. Now, look, no disrespect to uh, Kay and Dil- Dilbert? Uh, it was... Dilbert? I think it was Dilbert. Working class, five kids, getting through the day, feeding the kids. That's about it. Right? Like, we're not making sure that the kids aren't having fantasies about killing people. Right? You literally just, like, whatever you do when you go to your room, whatever. I need the, to go to bed. Ah, uh, the 70s. Ah, uh, the 70s. Oh, the, the 70s. As long as your kids were alive, you were a good parent. You were great. Mm-hmm. And so... But he wasn't sharing in this that when respect. he was seven. He wasn't like, Mom, no. I was thinking this today. No. And even him saying it, you kind of go, Did, was were it really you? at seven? I, I don't know. Right? It's... The unreliable narrator thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, what happened? This is a big one. When he was 11, he said he was molested 
by his uncle Jesse. Mm. Uncle Je- <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. <laughs> naughty, naughty uncle. Mm. Uncle Jesse. Who- You'll never look at Full House the same again. Exactly. So Uncle Jesse actually went by Jerry. Uncle later, Jerry. Which I I don't know why, except for maybe the Full House reference. <laughs> We're getting too much, right? I don't so, want to be compared to that that John Stamos guy. He's right. sick. Oh, gross. <laughs> um, I don't know, except for that. But um, Uncle Jesse smoked a lot of weed, and maybe because of this, Carrie actually ended up moving in with him later on in life. Moving in with his possible abuser. Right? Yeah. Which is so funny. Okay, so it's let's... Not, it's not proven? He so said both brothers uncle, were fucking he said molested, uncle. raped and shit. Great. Yeah. Well, this was, family has got like the worst luck. I know. It, it, was, it literally is the curse of the stainers. Like there's a lot going on. Even the mom was in, molested by her dad. Like yeah. it's, the fuck? it's fuck. Yeah. That's a good title by the way. The what? curse the curse of the stainers. The curse of the stainers. Oh, I thought you were going to say even the mom was molested I know. by her dad. That's a long <laughs> title. Yeah, <it's> a little wordy. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. We won't be taking that suggestion. We'll um, workshop it after the show. Yeah, thanks, though. Uh, okay, so let's... This timeline gets a little bit tricky, so let's go back into it really quick. Uh, uh, three, pulling out the hair. Trichotillomania. He's on medication for it. So at three. At three? They're putting him on medication, Ooh. yeah. Eleven, he's molested uh, by his uncle. And that same year, his seven-year-old brother is abducted, and it becomes like a big thing. Uh, in 1980, his brother returns. Math is something that could work here. 18? Uh, so, yeah, he was he 11. Been, uh, no, he, I think that he was... He was 17 or 18 when his brother came back. Came back. Okay, so around 17, 18. Brother comes back. Media circus. Craziness all the time. He's Lots in the shadow. Attention. Yeah. He's already, he was already neglected when he was abducted. Then he comes back, and it's even worse, right? Yep. Um, he also, at this point, is, like, messing with his sister's friends. He's starting to exhibit some sexually inappropriate stuff. 1989... Uh, the same brother that got abducted now dies in a motorcycle accident. Boom. How do, I can't, I can't how do, do it again. How do you die? <laughs> Smoking, drinking, jacking, jerking. motorcycle. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yes, motherfucker. That's okay. the way a hero dies. Yep. It was a good death. Yeah. No, it was like, it was, he was... Cigarette Hero in hand, beer in through the and through. And that's what we're saying with the nature versus nurture, where it's like this kid went through fucking hell. Much worse than what Carrie went Much through. Much worse. And ended up being, again, by all accounts, okay. great guy. Mm-hmm. He's not touching kids. He's not killing people. He's actually, like, doing good, right? So mm-hmm. in 1990... We're going down the timeline. He moves in with his abuser, Uncle Jesse. Jerry. Jesse. Uncle Jerry. Weird. Uh, 1991, Jesse. Uncle Jesse is found shot in the chest by his own gun in his house that they both lived in. Oh, shit. Did he do it? Now, listen. Carrie says he came home on his lunch break. 
and he saw some drifter running from the house. Those goddamn drifters. Those drifters. They're they everywhere. come in, they just don't do anything, they don't take anything, they just grab, they find your gun, <laughs> they shoot you in the chest, and then they leave. They don't take anything. It's a drifter. Drift from town to town. Just, ah. So anyways, that's his so, story. So he shot him. Now, uh, not for, confirmed. For not confirmed. Him. So this is, he tells the police this. They can't prove it. The police, by the way, have a totally detailed account of what they think happened. They think Carrie did it. Everyone kind of thinks this, but they can't prove it. Do they try to? Like, does he go through like a... They question him about it. They go through the scene. Investigation. Carrie was one of the Carrie's was uh, was one of the suspects in the murder, but they didn't have enough evidence to actually convict him for it. And he had this story that was like, "Look, and if it's one guy against you know your word against his, that guy's dead." And it's Uncle Jerry. We love Uncle Jesse. (laughs) Uncle Jerry Jesse. (laughs) Jesse Jerry. I know. I love my uncle. Yeah, but like. (laughs) All things considered, when they actually went through it, this guy molested him. He moved in with him probably out of necessity. They were smoking weed, whatever, whatever. They were smoking weed, fucking... Jack and jerking. <laughs> motorcycle boom! <laughs> and then so, shot his fucking ass. Yeah. So, obviously, but at the same time, maybe, maybe, back in the, all oh, the 90s. Ah, oh, those 90s. If you were like, this guy fucking molested him. He was fucking a low life. Anyways, the cops were like... Did he shoot him? Maybe. Oh, yeah. You can't prove it, but I don't know. I didn't think about it that way. You know what I mean? It's small town shit. The cops know everybody. Like, everybody knows everybody. They're kind of like. Yeah, in a small town, they're definitely going to know that 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 Jesse Jerry is a. Uncle Jesse Jerry is a fucking. Yeah, Uncle Jesse Jerry. (laughs) Is a creep. And they were kind of like, all right, Carrie, you get this one. Right, <laughs> thinking that they're like doing something good. Like, look, the we're gonna let this free. guy. Yeah, we're gonna let this guy off. Like, he was molesting him. It was fucking weird. Killed we're gonna, him. We're gonna sweep this under the carpet. Right, it's the right thing to do. I don't want to get into the whole street thing. justice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, again, in '91, after the murder that he didn't do, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. He also tried killing himself with carbon monoxide. Poisoning. Oh, like from a garage? From a tailpipe? Yeah. The garage deal? All they said was like gassing himself with carbon monoxide, which I guess can be a couple different things, but I'm guessing probably a car in a garage, right? Or something like Classic. a du- Dutch oven. Your partner shoves your head under the blankets, pulls the blankets over your head. And then and how do you get the carbon monoxide one? in there? Uh, just you, you, you have a hose. Out the, the, the human tailpipe. <laughs> oh, just, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. just from straight, just... Human gas over and over again. No, it did. Uh, high enough quantities, it can be lethal. That's what a Dutch really? oven is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Dutch oven. Yeah, but can you die from that? What do you got there, Jesse? You have an, is that a spritzer you're making? I, it's a spritzer. We've got <laughs> Yes Way, Rosé, and a Liquid Death. Nice. Sparkling. Yummy. It's got to be my last one, guys. <laughs> and Coop, what do you got? Hard AF? Oh, yeah. Hard AF. Yeah, what's up? Cheers, Cheers, y'all. Cheers. We didn't cheers this one. Cheers. 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 Cheers, buddy. Okay. So, that brings us... Oh, no. So, in 1995, he was admitted to uh, into a mental institution after having a mental breakdown. So, the story of this mental breakdown is he's at work. He's working at some, like, glass company. 
and his coworker finds him behind the warehouse punching plywood repeatedly till his hands are bloody. And the guy's like, "What's up? Wait, how bro, old is he? Hey, bro." Just practicing you my karate. Good? Go yeah. away. We good? And he's like, oh, I'm just like, you know, having a breakdown. He's like, I'm having visions of driving my truck through the office, and killing everybody. And the guy's like, cool. The I'll fuck? be right back. I'm just going to like make a quick call. <laughs> no big deal. No I'm big just going to like make a quick call. Boom. Nothing you need to be worried yeah, about. No, you keep, keep, keep on keeping on. It's not about you. Just keep, yeah, keep yeah, doing yeah, your yeah. karate. Punching the wall. Keep punching the yeah, wall. Keep, keep, keep bloodying your hands and like talking about killing people. I'll How old right is back. he right now? So in 95, he must be 30. Uh, he would have been pushing 30. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was born Third. in 70, 71, right? 61. Oh, 61. So, yeah, he's he's pushing Mid-30s. 40 at that point. Well, he's 37 in 99. Okay, okay so, so he's like 32. Know, guys. How do we get three people know, in the same guys. room that are just 32 years incapable old. of doing math? 32 right, right here? So he's 32 in 95? That's, that's too old to be punching... Oh, for sure. Walls. No, you you are you. Oh, wait, are. he was thirty-seven in ninety-nine. Yeah. Okay, so that so would have made him thirty-three. Ship has sailed, right? Yeah. Like you are, you're thirty-three. You're punching plywood. Like that's you do. That's probably, you do that till you're twenty-one. That's probably you. Twenty-two, or, or at least do it in the the privacy of your own home. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing work. that at like twenty-five, twenty-six. That's when I stopped. You stopped wetting the bed and punching stuff same year, right? Yeah. Around the same time, yeah. Around the those. same time. Yeah. He was a late bloomer. Serial killer. So that brings us to <laughs> 1997 when That's exactly what a serial killer would say. Mhm. Now we're in 1997. <laughs> Great year, right? My favorite year. 97, yeah. I should pull up. I'm starting high school. No, I'm I'm already in high school. You're already in high school. Yeah, I'm a Starship Troopers came out. Event Horizon came out. The Thirteenth Warrior came let's out. Look, Great year. Let's look Great year at for movies. What, right. Let's look at what Spice now Girls. That's what I call music. In what? Eminem, uh, Spice Girls, Marilyn Manson, Corn. Yeah, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that's that's a little after the the Spice Girls craze because that was probably more around like ninety four, ninety five. Backstreet Boys. I think I never listened to the Spice Girls. In sync. NSYNC was hot around that time. Justin Timberlake. It was... Okay. Oh, yeah. Tub thumping. Oh, my God. Wait, what's that? I make a vodka drink. I make oh, a soda drink. No. Chumbawamba? No. Uh, Danny boy. Don't you dare besmirch the scriptures of Chumbawamba. What's the fucking Fuck hook that. to that song? I can't even I think of it. I get knocked down and I... Thank you. I Thank you. Don't. don't. A bitch by Mary. I'll become a serial killer if you keep seeing that. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. Uh, yeah. I'm a sub. Uh, yep. Was she hot? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had sure. a bit of a Maria Love Shriver Fool the Cardigans. That's another great song. Right? I don't was know that, that the same one. year that, that Romeo and Juliet came Must out? Must have been. Must have been. Great movie. I shot the sheriff, but Warren G style. Uh... The good Bittersweet of the song. Symphony. Oh, the Verve. Guys. Which one's that? They ripped off Rolling Stones and then got sued for it. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Great year. Mbop. Oh, God. Ba doobie dop, ba doop. Do it up, do up, do it up, do. Yeah, yeah. 
You're Mbop, well. No, Mbop couldn't have been '97. That was that was earlier than that. I think it might have been '97. It might have been. Let's see. Well, it's on whatever CD she's reading. Yes. Huh? Okay, so maybe Released '97 wasn't. Released in '97. The, oh, holy shit! I guess '97 wasn't that great of a year. <laughs> uh, I will music, survive. Now, do you guys remember Cake? Oh my god! I yes. fucking yeah. loved Cake. Fashion Nugget, one of my favorite Thank albums you. of all time. Cake's awesome. I will survive by Cake. Good. One of my favorite Cake songs of all time. Of all time, best cover ever. Um, every day is a winding road, you guys. Oh God! Uh, I get a little, get bit, a little closer. bit closer. You're <laughs> feeling <laughs> fine. <laughs> Sorry, this episode just went so, right where oh. I want it to go. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are, Spice Girls? Good call. Boom. Yep. No, he said that I no, had that's, a good call. You said it was too late for that. No, that's that's her later career. Okay, if you think about uh, a hit single from the Spice Girls, does who do you think you are? Pop into your head? No, no it's it's no. the no. Tell me what it's you a, want song. Tell me what you want. What you really want? Tell me what you want. Really want to hit. You just I'm, want to do a show where you just yes, yes, sing I do. Songs I do. That you like from the nineties. The last 90s one is song number two by Blur. You guys know you love that song. Woo hoo. Woo. Yes. Who? Now let's get back into some murder. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Little detour, but you got to. You gotta. You gotta light, lighten it up. Yeah, because we're gonna get into to get some dark. hard yeah. stuff. So that brings us to '97 when he is hired uh, as a handyman at the Cedar Lodge at the gate of Yosemite National Park. He was uh, described as a good, hardworking, nice employee. He was somewhat of an everyman. That's what a lot of people would yeah. describe him as: as being he didn't make a lot of waves. No, he was nondescript, a nice guy. Yeah, yep. just. Somebody who passes under the radar, like always, yes. always kind of blends in with the background. Yes, and I sense a theme here, guys. He but picked the perfect job. He did, but also <laughs> good looking a little bit at this point. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give that one to you also. Carrie Stainer, unfortunately, handsome. Good, lo- handsome. There's, there's, a, there's. Why a is lot your type of... serial killers? Now I think it's just the only ones I like. Or the good-looking one. (laughs) (laughs) There's something so much creepier about, like, a Gacy, right? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Gacy was not a good-looking guy. something so much creepier about, like, the real repulsive-looking, you know, and I don't know if we're going to do a lot of the real just... The heavy hitters. Heavy hitter gross ones. Hall of Famers. I think we're only going to do good-looking ones, Coop. I'm okay with that. Okay, it's great. your show. I can't, your I show. can't go down that road. <laughs> it's not as fascinating to me, right? Well, it doesn't fulfill you... the fantasy. Well, the handsome ones are scarier, <laughs> right? Because They're they, scarier. They're exactly. predators, and they're, exactly. they have a beautiful face to help them be a predator. If you get into you the reason why us white women like to, I think, you know, get into true crime, whatever, read about it, get into it, is because the scariness of that good-looking manipulator dude. No, it's even scarier. The creepy-looking, like, fat, gross clown dude, you're like, nah, I would never even, do you know what I mean? Like, that would never even enter my life. It's also the ones that are like too generic. Right, but you also think like, Oh, if you saw that some, guy, you'd be out of there. Right. There's some BTK, things like this, where you go, uh, 
He ain't going to catch me. Yeah. He looks creepy. He's got the glasses. He's not a thing. But the good-looking ones, you're like, that's the scariest shit. Because they could, you could beat him get at a bar. you to do stuff. Yeah. Get you to get into the car, the whatever, right? But I can fix him. It's okay. He just needs somebody to love him. So true. <laughs> it's so true. Don't, Coop. Stop. <laughs> I can fix him. Yeah. I'm trying to make it, like, all noble. But anyways. So... Yeah, they describe him as a nice, hardworking employee. So now uh, we are at the scene of the horrible crimes. The Cedar Lodge. Oh, shit. I think actually now would be a good... I saw a uh, recent review of the Cedar Lodge. Oh, (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Because also, I, I know the Cedar Lodge is fucked, but like also, fuck these people that write reviews, right? I've never been like to the Cedar Lodge. Why is it fucked? Because the murders were happening there? You know, it's sort of like a side... It's a highway motel to just kind of stop before you go. It's it's not luxury. It's not meant to be a fucking resort, right? Yeah, it's a roadside okay. stop. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a step above camping. Like, most people are in their RV. If you want to go to a motel hotel, you go to Cedar Lodge. Okay. But, uh, do you remember the place that we stayed in in Ventura for about a... A week right before we moved out here to Texas. Yeah. What was it? It's, what was it called? Oh, that it was the, the I think it was called the Travel Lodge. <laughs> Travel Lodge. In Ventura, California. Uh, it's just off of Thompson. Was the it by other, the taco place? By Spencer's? Kind yes. of? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's, almost a, it's almost exactly across the street from Spencer's, isn't it? I think About I've done drugs away, there, yeah, guys. Is, uh, I think I've done drugs there. A lot it's of people a good were place doing to drugs not only there. do drugs, but you can buy them there also. It's a one-stop is it shop still for bad? Oh, oh yeah. it's worse. Really? It's, it's the Cedar Lodge, except I think the Cedar Lodge was only one story, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, okay, and so, kind of like spread out I don't know if it was always land. the case, because now they let people stay there like full-time. So there's just... I think when I was there, the person there. that I was doing drugs with was an extended stay. Okay, so they've always yeah, been it's, doing that. it's yeah. one of those extended states. Okay, okay, still. great. Mm. It stinks too. Two, two stars, not recommended. Okay, <laughs> on TripAdvisor. My wife disappeared, and I haven't seen yeah, her exactly. since. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I got murdered. That'd be a five, that'd be a five star. <laughs> Don't love it. I got murdered there. So uh, we spent three nights in the Cedar Lodge. And overall, the stay could have been more pleasant. (laughs) The property has an eerie feel, maybe because of the 1999 murder of three women who stayed at Cedar Lodge. I don't know. Does that have to be in the... Maybe it was that, right? Yeah, maybe that that plays into it just a little bit. Yeah, maybe like... Does that really have to be in the Yelp review? Business went down since (laughs) three women were murdered by a handyman there. And they just couldn't keep up with that demand anymore. Because yeah, this was in 2016, by the way. These people, these what fucking the cucks stayed there. Dude, you could imagine if you stayed there and then like watched a documentary about the killings that were well, there. That'd be they obviously know about creepy, it. Right? So anyone that stays there needs to be kind of a murderino, right? Like somebody that's like into it. Otherwise, it's probably not going to be great for you, right? Yeah. You're either yeah. going for that eerie feeling or just shut the fuck up, basically. <laughs> uh, the staff were not motivated to help when we inquired about potential road closers, closures this time of year. It's 2016. <laughs> if you can't go on your fucking phone and find where road closures are, 
This is a classic Yelp review, right? Where it's just like they want these people to do weird ass shit and give them one star if they don't, right? You're not, yeah. You're not staying they in the Hilton. Yeah. They You're didn't print the out Lodge. a map quest for me. Like, <laughs> no, dude. About road construction? We observed the milk that was sold in the shop adjacent to the front desk has inspi- expired. Okay? And Okay, and, that's fucked up. And we told them about it, right? <laughs> These fucking assholes. They're like, hey, just so you know. They're like, dude, we're the fucking Cedar Lodge. Okay? Yeah. Of course the milk doing, is expired. Basically, <laughs> what are you doing here? If you stay alive for three days, yeah. you give us a fucking five star. Yeah. <laughs> um, we observed the milk was bad. Okay. Uh, we informed them to remove it from the refrigerator. They acknowledged and confirmed that they would remove it ASAP. Lo and behold... The expired milk cartons were still there the next day. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they went back in. These motherfuckers Dude, went that... back in to check. <laughs> they didn't want milk, but they just wanted to make sure that they took it out of the fridge. They wanted to take their frustrations out the on some poor, poor underpaid motel worker. I know. The poor Cedar Lodge, right? Yeah. <laughs> First the murders and then this. And then First the murders, then the expired milk. The crew did not do a good job cleaning our room, as the garbage was not disposed, and they even left their cans of soda on the table in the kitchen counter. I mean, that's a little bit weird. That's weird. And they didn't get any of the blood off of the walls. Yeah. The internet connection was non-existent. What do you expect? Were you trying to do an upload-download there? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What the Uh, fuck, dude? Yeah. What are their names? I want to send them an email. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we should. Can you reply to a Yelp review and give a review of you their can, review? This is TripAdvisor, so you can't, oh, mm. but uh, on Yelp you can. That'd be sweet. We should start doing that. Start reviewing reviews? <laughs> yeah, start responding like, hey, loser. <laughs> are you alive? Shut the fuck up or somebody's going to come kill you. <laughs> Internet uh, connection was non-existent. Uh, despite the front desk saying they would work on it, I can't. The the fun thing about this oh, review God. is thinking of the people working there being like, "Uh huh, mm-hmm. we'll work on we'll it. We'll take the milk out, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. get right on that. Yeah. Oh no, internet. Oh, internet's down. We're we're, we're we have we're fiber. Wor- we're working. We're on working it. on it. We'll reset the router. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got you. Um, let's see the. Information on the roads and Google Maps via the internet was essential to plan our routes. Why didn't you do that before? And there was road closure. So no lunch is served in the restaurant. They only serve dinner. (laughs) Oh, my God. There is nobody, by the way, at this motel, right? Like, it is at this point in 2016, after all this bullshit, it is a ghost town, right? So these people are like, hello. This sounds like the worst person to like go on vacation with. Exactly. And this kind of vacation where you're like camping, you're like kind of planning your trip. Yeah, you're planning your trip as you go. You need to be chill, dude. You need to be go with the flow. The worst person to go on any sort of trip with is the type of person that leaves reviews for things. Thank you. Mm -hmm. If you do that, if you're not just like at the Cedar Lodge like, 
dude, this shit is fucking This is awesome, crazy. right? Like, yeah, that's a five star for see the, the same milk? reasons. Yeah. Did you see the milk, dude? Take a picture. <laughs> this place right? is just as fucked up as yeah, I thought dude, it was going like, to be. Like, this awesome. is exactly what yeah. I wanted. This is what I would be like. But, um, okay, so thankfully we shopped for food and groceries at Costco on our way to Yosemite and cooked the dinners in our kitchenette. So you had... A kitchenette you a in your kitchen, in your fucking yes. What's your problem? That's kind of the point. Is like you're going there. You're not really camping, but you're kind of camping it's a and glamping ish. Buy your stuff, cook it there. You dumb fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we managed to buy groceries at Half Dome Village, though all eateries were closed for the season. So they went off season to Cedar Lodge and wrote this. I can't anymore. But anyway. It was off season too. Yes, you so gotta they went give to them like, a break. All went, of that sounds. They went like, at like the worst fucking time and just decided to annihilate. That's Cedar all Lodge. poor planning and unreasonable expectations. None of that reflects poorly on the Cedar Lodge. That all reflects poorly on the people that left those fucking reviews. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Plan your trips better. Go at the you right time said of year. In line one. Maybe it was the three murders in '99. <laughs> like. You know what you're getting into. There's a yeah. bunch of places to say. You decided Cedar, the Cedar Lodge of the Cedar Lodge Murders, which is actually a name. But anyways, here, let's get into it. Yeah. I just wanted a little break before we... Pulling in, looking at it, you should be like, I know what I'm expecting from this place. Joel, you're editing, so put put the pictures. Yeah. Even now, I think it's going to look like these motherfuckers that wrote this like you knew it probably looks like what they said in the review exactly right it deserves a five star when you pull into the parking lot you're like oh yeah there's been multiple murders here 100 percent. no there's no internet there's gonna gonna be retired milk retired (laughs) retired Retired milk milk. (laughs) this place will have retired milk for sure the milk here is not working anymore um, this milk has definitely signed up for the aarp yes okay so joel buckle up all right oh no even though you're a serial killer i know it's hard for you to deal with this stuff so on february 15th 1999 carol sund 43 her daughter julie 15 and a close family friend argentinian exchange student so probably a Nazi, just throwing it out there. Just to make you feel better, right? Yeah. Um, Silvina Peloso, 16, were hiking the giant redwoods at Yosemite National Park. That evening, they rented Jerry Maguire and watched it in room <laughs> 509 of wow. the Cedar Lodge. Now, room I say Jerry Maguire because these ladies have good taste. I fucking love Jerry Maguire. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's really good. It's good. Underrated. Yeah. Forgotten about. I think it's... Uh, I think anything that Tom Cruise is, yeah. does is amazing. I don't think it's underrated. People know it's a good movie. Didn't yeah, you but yeah, I think you kind of forget is, about it. Yeah. The show me the money part is kind of like a, a cultural... I think it kind of made it a little kitschy in that like, but it's actually a really fucking good film, right? And also, isn't that the movie that You Complete Me comes from? Yeah, there's a lot of bullshit in that, huh? Well, it became... Do you know the human head weighs eight pounds, that whole shit? There's actually a lot of quotes from that A lot of good quotes, yeah. But they became like a thing. So now it seems like it's a cheesy movie, but it's actually good. But it's actually good. I think that's what I'm... It hasn't been forgotten, but it's been kind of co-opted into like this. Okay, yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? Reduced. The quotes got played out. Yes. Yeah. Um... 
So, yeah, they rented Jerry Maguire and watched it in room 509 of Cedar Lodge. It's a good last day. Then, what do right. you know? Oh, you know something? These are gonna, they're going to die. Anyway. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody dies in this episode. They're going to they're gonna fucking die, right? right? Yeah, I'm trying to get ready for Aren't this. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's gearing himself up. Okay. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, four days later, a teen... Okay, so they vanished, right? After that. Let's just go there. I will we will get into what happened to them. Just not just not yet. Well they vanished. That's they what happened. They vanished. That's what we happened. don't know what's happened. That's what happened in the middle. We're going point. on they the journey. Vanished. So four days later, a teenager <laughs> all three of them vanished. Okay. After because like they were supposed hiking? to meet after their hiking, they're on this trip together. They're supposed to meet Carol's husband, Yun. Kind of a weird name, but anyways, yeah, for a total remember. white guy, by the way. Yoon. Wait, a like, white guy named Yoon? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So anyway, that's why, that's why I just kind of glossed over him. <laughs> I don't like that name. Fuck that guy. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. But anyways, they're supposed to meet him at the airport in, a, I think, San Francisco, and then they're all going to fly to Arizona. They didn't show up. Oh, shit. So then they're missing, but it's kind of like, did... Again, all the 90s, they don't have cell phones, whatever. They don't know if they went off the side of the road, mm-hmm. if something happened, whatever. So it's they're still kind of like, what's up? Four days later, a teenager in Modesto, California, found a wallet with Carol's ID and credit cards. And at that point, they're like, okay, oh, shit. some shit happened. Mm-hmm. So now, foul play. Now we're looking for possibly bodies, suspects, all of that. Before that, Look. it was just like... Maybe she'll call. I, I don't know. Uh, so search parties comb the park. Neither the women nor their rented red Pontiac Grand Prix. Good choice, ladies. Were found. Um, about one month after the disappearance of these women, a hiker stumbled upon a torched red Grand Prix with Sylvina's, with Sylvina and Carol's charred bodies in the trunk Fuck. it was the it was the third one that really got to me the description mm. of the third one which like you said we'll get to later yeah so julie is still not found so she's not okay. in the car mm-hmm. they he burned them in the car he burned those two were they so alive Carol and uh no they were they were dead before they he were stuffed dead. them in the trunk again How do they know i'll get into it we know i'm going through okay. the finding okay of the suspect then he's going to confess. Oh, and cool. I do that only because we only have his account of it, which you can take. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're all dead. It, we don't know what actually truth. happened. But once they apprehend him and he confesses, we can only take his story. But okay. so uh, Carol and Sylvina's charred bodies are found in the trunk. Julie was still missing. So there's a little bit of hope, but kind of not really. There are some situations where you can still find some, after they yes. go missing even if they're taken by a serial killer there are some situations where you can still find them alive yeah. Yeah. at this point there's also, this one. there's no right. evidence of this depending being on a how killer. she handled it right if yeah. she was you know ingratiated him was like whatever which she did try and do kind of did a little reverse stockholm mm-hmm. syndrome kind of like i'm into it good at a blow job if, she, if you give a good blowjob, you can get away from serial killers, right? I've been drinking so I can get into it. But, like, <laughs> I used to think that because, like, you do kind of go through all scenarios. When you are a woman, you guys don't understand this. But as whenever you leave 
your house. You have to kind of have a game plan for anything that can happen. How am I going to survive this day? Literally, if something happens, you know, you think about like putting the keys in the fucking hand and how you're going to, you think about these things. You guys don't do this, but Mm -hmm. like. I walk out the door every day hoping that I run into a serial killer. Right? That's That's what being a fucking guy is. Just get it over with. Just like, come at me, bro. Like, I'm having (laughs) a bad day. Like, I'll fucking kill you, right? And you. Oh, no, I'm I'm hoping for the opposite. Right. But there is a, you kind of, in your mind, you can possibly overpower someone. For us, if it's not another woman, we're probably not winning that yeah. fight right Men no matter what about it is how they're gonna get yeah fucking raped they're not like oh it's work. getting a little no. bit dark i'm i need to walk to my car i need to have a game plan for every situation you guys just don't really think like that right no no, no right. i mean it it doesn't cross my mind doesn't cross yeah, your mind doesn't, doesn't cross my mind right unless you like see someone acting fucking weird and then you're kind of like eh, in that situation i can take him yeah then it, it comes up it's like all right what's going on with with this guy is this going to be a problem and outside you start of that, going through I, you know, you see any random weirdo walking down the street, if they're not looking at you, I can it's, take him. I can take it's him. Not, even, I can take not him. even an issue. Yeah. So I was like, if I was ever in that situation, I would maybe like act like I was into it. Maybe as a trick him or something. It is a, it's, she kind of uses this, but like, it's a way to, if someone's fucking crazy and they're doing that, like that might disarm them. You don't know. Yeah. Right. I honestly think that that's one of the one of the best starting points. If yes. if uh, if you start from there, try to manipulate the manipulate person. Manipulate back because they're clearly and, fucked up, yeah. right? And if you can figure out what they're what it is that they're looking for, yes, and give them some of that some of that love, back. some of that attention, like right. even just tell them like, oh, I know exactly what you're going through. I'm Let's do so this sorry, shit. this you is so hard for you. Weird shit? Like, oh, that's so cool that you're into killing I'm chicks. Into I'm into too. killing chicks can I, too. Can you help me kill? Can someone? we do it together? Something. Ooh, that'd be anything. That'd like, really, you would try anything, which she does. But whatever. Side. Note. It is a good survival tactic. Well, though, is it honestly? It, like, you, you honestly think of every scenario and what you know. You thinking of the guy being a little bit crazy. What? What do you do? Right. There has been a. Uh, you know, cases where I forget what it is. We might get it. We might do it at some point, but where a girl was like, just started, you know, becoming like really loving with this guy, like in kind of like more of a Christian way, but she ended up getting away because she was just like made herself. She figured it out basically and manipulated him back. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not strong enough to overpower this, this, crazy serial killer yeah that's all we have because you're never thinking of scenarios of how i'm going to you know punch him or get him in a hold or whatever that's not what goes through your mind Yeah, it's not like that scene from true lies where arnold schwarzenegger is telling the the guy exactly how he's going to kill him it's like okay well how do i how do i do that without a mr olympia body yeah Mm -hmm. right or it's not like a J-Lo where she can just, like, beat him up because she's so (laughs) what was that in plain sight or something whatever so that's how you have to think of it, which, again, she tried. So uh, they find the bodies in the trunk. Julie's still missing. There's a little bit of hope. Six days later, the FBI receives an anonymous letter. Joel, you can put this up. Uh, with a crudely drawn map with a message that read, we had fun with this one. Oh, God. 
considering some of the other theories that come into play later, it's interesting that we is mentioned. Right, to kind of throw them off. Yeah. Smart I, enough I, to do that, right? Yeah, I have counterpoints for the arguments about Stephen Stainer not working alone. Right. Uh, because I, I think that he definitely worked alone. Carrie. Uh, sorry, Carrie Stainer. I know. That's the thing. He did definitely Stephen Carrie, same guy. He did definitely work alone, but yeah. I think this was him trying to trying to throw him off. Which is like one word you're trying mm-hmm. to throw him off. You still sent a map to evidence, but anyway. I mean, Bills and Watts aren't that smart. <laughs> exactly. Well, Bills and Watts aren't on. on They're this case. not on this yeah, case. It is some real <laughs> dum dums, by the way. Uh, thankfully, Carrie messes up again, or else these fucking agents would would not have found him. So, FBI agents decided at this point. Oh, uh, the map. Sorry, the map. The crude map that was sent leads investigators directly to Julie's body. Okay. She was found bound, and her throat was slashed. So, all three people are dead now. Boom, bang, boom. Out of the way. <laughs> bing, bang, boom. That's, that was that's one, one way to put it. <laughs> bing, bang, boom. But anyways, yeah. Water we've, gotten closure, we've gotten closure on all of them. Yoon... Yoon Sund, the such... white super white guy Yoon Sund. Even with the last name Sund, I know it doesn't sound like a, a white last name. Carol's super white too. It's not a it, none of those are like Anglo-Saxon names. Well, I mean Carol is, but right Yoon Sund, no. I know it's a lot, but anyway, um, so at this point, FBI agents round up a bunch of meth heads and sex offenders in the area, so. Okay. You could probably find footage of this, but they're literally just grabbing anyone that had any kind of conviction, felon, whether they're getting their shit together, whatever, and they're rounding them up and questioning and arresting them. So basically, if someone's on probation, you can probably get them for something, right? Which is what they did. Yeah, just rounding up the usual suspects. Right, and being like, oh, they you can always get someone like, oh, you didn't show up, you whatever, whatever. Uh, And then they told everyone in the area that uh, they were confident that they had the killer in custody. Oh, shit. No confession. They didn't really have him, but they decided to let everyone know because people were fucking freaking out. It's a small town that not a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, and it's funny that what gave them the confidence to say that that they're sure that they have the killer is because they just arrested everyone. Like, Like, there's literally no criminal left in this town. Yes. So we definitely have the killer. (laughs) They did a, like you said, broad net, and they just, like, a wide net, and they just got everyone that was a little bit weird anyone <laughs> this guy's a beatles fan throw him in there yeah he likes john lennon <laughs> kill him <laughs> uh so that was a little bit weird but again all the 90s they're not looking you know they didn't continue it past that they're just like we got him you guys don't worry we're not gonna like tell you if we got him we'll let you know when the trial happens but yeah just making the assumption that uh, we arrested enough people because we we got all the shitty people out yeah we definitely got all the druggies and all those all those marijuana smokers i know (laughs) so fucked up but anyways uh they were proved wrong obviously in july on july 22nd joey interesting name it's j-o-i-e I don't want to be like a Ross, but I can't really 
pronounce it. Joy? 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 Joya? Joya. Joya. Let's go Joya. Joya Armstrong, (laughs) a pretty 26-year-old redhead that worked for the Yosemite Institute, was found decapitated in a drainage ditch, and her head was found 27 feet away. Joel. Okay. That's we've done three shows and that's <laughs> that's multiple beheadings already. Okay, nope, so then you have your you need to do your line then. What's my line? He cut her. <laughs> <laughs> he cut her fucking. He head cut off. her head all the way off. Yep. In the Tim Hennis case, he didn't cut all the way Not through. Not all the way through. It's it hanging is, by a thread. It, it is notoriously hard to cut through a spinal cord. Yes. Most so he, people will give up. He yeah. cut to the spine. No, in, in no, this, this situation, one's fully off, and it's twenty-seven feet away. The head. Yeah. Not only did he commit, he probably soccer kicked it afterwards. Yeah. Fuck. He carried it and dropped it Ugh. somewhere else. Yeah. That's fucked. Joel. Joel. Sweet she, Joel. She was twenty-six, and she was cute. Yeah. He. Uh, uh, he had if she's a cute. Who he cares had a type. She was a fat, human. ugly chick. Dies. I don't really care about that. Fair enough. If a what? Nothing. <laughs> Cut that out. Cut it out. Um, tire, tire tracks and a witness who had spotted a blue and white SUV leaving the scene pointed directly to Carrie Stainer. So Carrie actually had been uh, questioned when they were rounding everybody up and questioning and doing their sweep of the park. He was a person of interest, but he did such a good job of blending in with the walls. And nobody nobody in his and life like had anything bad to say about him. Yeah. Everybody that he worked with, everybody that he knew, they were like, oh, no, Carrie's a great guy. There's no way that he did it. The Where only was the other... guy that saw him punching the fucking walls? Yeah, exactly. Well, again. Probably buried in all the 90s, somewhere. All <laughs> the 90s, all these things don't get connected until you get caught. Yeah. Like, you don't have a record of this shit, really. And previous to that, the only other run-in that Carrie, aside from when his uncle died, and he was questioned in relation to that. The only actual conviction that he had gotten was a, a weed conviction in like 1997. Yes, and it was like, yeah, they said drug possession, but it was just yeah. like pot. Something that would be legal in most states right now. Exactly. Um, okay, so this, the finding of Joy? What? Joya? Joya. Joya. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Joya. Sorry. Um, kind of uh, disproved. The FBI saying that they have the killer, right? So now people are like, oh, wait, bro. So just like rounding up all the fucking lowlifes and drug dealers didn't work. Maybe we should have like gone after other people and done a real investigation. So uh, they, they had to take a closer look at Carrie. Um, and they picked him up. At his favorite stomping grounds, the Laguna del Sol nudist <laughs> colony. Yep. What? <laughs> now, they picked him up. He's at the nudist colony. Is he naked at the time? No, they pick him up fully clothed, eating breakfast at the cafeteria. That's like against the rules. Like a creep. I know. Yeah, what the fuck? I guess you could, like, eat inside clothed and just kind of look down on some naked people. Do you really want to the- spill some... Some hot macaroni on your, your exposed genitals. And I think that's what it is. But also, you can definitely pick out a creep at a nudist colony. Being the only clothed person. If they're person. fully clothed, yeah. right? 
Eating uh, something else that Kerry Stainer used to do on a pretty regular basis was he liked to go out into the woods and he would do nude sunbathing on his own. That was yes. sort of his form of. That's what I was so going to ask co- if he actually ever. He was kind get of naked I sometimes guess, there. Like, yeah, a nudist. Yeah. That sounds awful to me, but I, I guess I feel uncomfortable when I walk around naked in my apartment by myself. I can't exactly. Oh, I've, I've been. Loving it in my new place. I do it sometimes, but it makes I still feel kind of like, yeah. There are really two types of people in the world. People that are like, oh, now I can walk around naked, Coop. <laughs> and people that are like me, that are like, mm, I no. just don't. I don't like to pass the mirror and see that. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't oh, like I don't. to feel it. I don't like to feel it. I didn't say that I you like can, looking at myself different in the mirror when you're when naked. I just that. don't like walking around naked. It doesn't feel free. It actually feels more constrictive to me. To me, there's a, a certain amount of freedom to it as long as I'm it's in a, a comfortable situation. But no, I'm not sitting there looking in the mirror. Yeah, no, no, no. You're not looking in. Yeah, that. not looking in the mirror, but you feel kind of more free. Nude. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I don't do it all the time. It's like, do you, you slap know, your dick against the door frames as you walk around? Because I would. Not by choice, it happens by accident. (laughs) (laughs) Blammo. Boom. Blammo. Boom. Um, So uh, Stainer, once they picked him up, quickly confesses to all four murders. Really? Just right off the bat? Yeah. He's just like, yeah, He later is like, oh, whoops, and then pleads not guilty, but right Uh, away. Initially, uh, wasn't he still... He didn't make the confession to the cops. It was during an interview with the news where all of a sudden... Like, out of nowhere in the interview, he was like, yeah, I did it. I killed all four of them. Oh, I thought when he was picked up, he he confessed immediately. From the story that I heard, he didn't confess to the cops. It was once he was being interviewed by the news. uh, Because they were interviewing him because people knew about the story of his brother. So he was sort of like, you know, the the Casey Affleck to Stephen Stainer's Ben Affleck. Mm. Okay. So they were questioning him and... Finally, just out of nowhere in the interview, he just got quiet and then suddenly said, yeah, yeah I, did it. It. I, I did it. I confess. I killed all of them. So it's on his So can they on use camera? that? Uh, I'm, it seems like they did. Well, because like I said, then he, when he actually went to court, he uh, pleaded. Tried to recant? No, yeah. So uh, not sure. Not I just sure. said that on the news for attention. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. On, uh, that can be used as a defense. Yeah. All right, so Joel, buckle up. Okay. We're getting into his confession now. And again, take this with a grain of salt because it is from the only living witness, the murderer, right? Yeah. So we don't know if that's exactly right. Did he throw the head? Around 11 o'clock on February 19th, (laughs) 1999. Uh, while Carol, Julie, and Sylvina were watching Jerry Maguire, classic, yeah. <laughs> classic. They were probably at the part, show me the money. They get a knock on the door. Um, and Carol, being the smart woman that she was, thought this is really late. She did play this pretty well. She did. As, as well as a woman can fucking play it, right? Because eventually we succumb to not wanting to make people feel bad. So anyway... She's like, uh, this is kind of late. She opens the window, not the door. Mm. Opens the window and is like, Smart. hey, bro, what's up? And there's Carrie Stainer. 
effect. He's the handyman at the Cedar Lodge. Mm-hmm. Not a bad-looking guy. Seems fairly trustworthy. He's Seems he's thirty-seven. You know, good-looking, handyman. Clearly the handyman. Um, and he he's says, in shape. He, he's an in shape yeah. guy from the photos I yes. looked at. Yeah, and of that like California Yosemite era, like looked totally like any other kind of Cali bro, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she opened the window and talked through there, and Carrie Stainer, the handyman, uh, told Carol that he needed to do a small repair mm-hmm. in the bathroom. She said, it's kind of late. Can you come back tomorrow? Obviously, like, we're we're good. We're going to bed. We Whatever's broken, we're good. We don't need it. He said, that's fine. I can come back, but I need to report to my manager, and he's just going to send me back here anyway. So, like, can you just let me in really quick and all? Bureaucrats. That was a Fuck. good one, though. Because it's like, like then he's, on, go he's playing on her kind of like, I mean, I've got a boss. I need to go back to him. He's going to get mad at me and just She doesn't back. want to inconvenience him. Exactly. Let him do his job. Best she way lets him in. to get a woman to do anything is to be like, oh, you're going to inconvenience me. Someone's going to feel bad. <laughs> this is going to be weird. Let's just make it easy. Okay, Carol. Just go ahead and put your life at risk. Come on. What's worth more? You don't want your me to feel my job. You don't want me to feel bad, do you? <laughs> you don't want my manager to be inconvenienced, do you? She's like, eh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Boom. And he's in. Now he's in. Carrie entered holding his murder bag, which is something that he, he had a murder bag. Yeah. So I guess he. There are reports that he kind of always carried this backpack with him. Even when he was working, people that he worked with uh, reported that he had a backpack that later ended up being his murder his bag. murder bag? Yeah. I didn't hear about that part. What's in the What's in the murder bag? So it's like, it's something that they talk about. I hate using that term, but it's like a lot of people like this, serial killers, whatever, in their trunk, car, whatever, always have some kind of, like, bag that has... They'll have their, their kill kit. Stuff in it. Kill, yeah. kit. kill kit. So it's, like, rope, duct tape, knife, gun, whatever it is that they need. Yeah. Cleaning products, whatever. So he had to... But he hasn't killed yet before, as far as we know. So this is, like, his first kit he that has. he made? I'm guessing he has. You think he has before this? He has a murder bag. If you carry around a, a kill kit... Maybe he just made his kit, and he's like, I'm going to try my fucking kit for the first time tonight. Oh I'm trying on my kit. Find the gun everything I need. I'm going to break like this thing super in. super brand new. Okay. He's got a patch on it that says yeah, yeah. kill kit on it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm here to murder you, Patch. Um, so he went into the bathroom. He comes in. He went into the bathroom, pretended to work on something for a bit, and then came out holding a gun. Fuck. This whole thing of her letting him in. And that happening, like, is the Fuck. most tragic, visceral part of the yeah. story, right? Where you're just like, man, she fucking knew. She had a like, feeling. she knew it was fucking weird. And he was that good of a manipulator. You think he would have pulled the gun anyway from outside? No, no not from outside. Because no. then she would have just kept the door locked. That's what I always tell my kids, too. Like, never get in the car. Never get in the room. Never get, keep everything outside. That's, they won't you know, do anything out in the open. Yeah. yeah. So even if they're like, we're going to shoot you if you don't get in the car, stand, fuck, you know, stand they outside the it. car and yeah. be like, go ahead, fucking shoot me. Cause they probably won't. Yeah. 
Um, then he comes out with a gun and orders all the women on the bed. He took Carol into the bathroom and strangled her immediately. She wasn't this type. Fuck. A little too old. Sorry. In the, just she right in there, the killed one of them? She was in the way. She was 43. It's not his thing. Hmm. She might I'm have sorry, also, but it's not her. Might have also been the biggest threat, considering that she was that she was smart mature, and like smarter. Was it already not into him? Yeah, yeah, probably wasn't going to work out. So he kill he kills her immediately, puts her in the bathroom. Fuck. Um, he then came back and ordered the girls to like perform sex acts together on the bed. I want to point out Fuck. that he actually couldn't get it up, like during this whole fucking thing. So he's the real victim in this. He's the oh, he's, he's the real. The reason I'm saying that is because I want him to. I want you guys to know that he was that much of a fucking loser, cuck, yeah. and fucking sell bitch. bullshit. He couldn't even right? get hard during. He this. was yeah. that much of a Fuck fucking him. bitch. Yeah. That even during all of this, he's fucking having erectile de- dysfunction. This is his fucking main. This is his fantasy. He's been building up to this forever, and he still <laughs> can't, can't get fucking up. get it up because he's a fucking loser. It's his. It's his first time. He's nervous. He's never done this before. It's in front of an audience. They're looking at him. <laughs> anyway, they're, they're crying. Yeah, he pulled it out. They laughed. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope so. That would have been great. But anyways, he's like not able to really do this, uh, and Sylvina the Argentinian uh, exchange student could not stop crying understandably and he was like bro come to the bathroom really quick killed her put her in the bathtub because it was like too, it was too much Fucking then hell. he tried again to assault Julie it wasn't really working again I'm saying that because he's a fucking piece of shit loser and so we need to know that he's like, a, he's a his dick wasn't working good I think you guys need to know this. That's <laughs> yeah. a very important part. It's of the an story. important part. You don't want to. You don't want to build up any amount of respect for this guy. No, because you don't want a, him to be like, oh yeah. And he, he couldn't even. And he raped her, and then he raped her. No, he couldn't even rape. Couldn't rape him. even fucking do it. He was pushing rope the whole time. God, he was really trying though. This couldn't was even his fucking moment. He this was his moment. He just got the balls in. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fucked up. Sorry. And then, okay, so then he tried, uh, uh, he took, it wasn't working, he took Julie into the next room, he's the handyman, so he has keys to every room, he takes her into the next room, turns on TV for her, and then goes in to the other room where he killed the two women, cleaned up, put their bodies in the trunk, even put like damp towels and the key on the, um, side table to be like they just checked out which they actually did think so he did a pretty good job and that they were like oh they just checked out the maids just fucking cleaned and picked up the towels and what how did they he put her in a separate room did he tie her up in there or something how did he why didn't she just start screaming and I would have jumped through the fucking glass window yeah I mean sure that she was restrained and gagged I think, yeah. So they all were like. Or when she's honestly so terrified for her life that she feels like if she does one try of to escape the or scream, that she's going to get, get shot. Killed. Yeah. One because of the, the two. Because two it's people un- that she was with were, were just dead. murdered. Yeah, Fact. it's unclear, and there's different reports of like whether they were tied up or whatever was happening. But I'm, I'm sure she was restrained in some way. They just don't really say or exactly right. Super scared. Yeah. 
she actually at this point, because he's hidden the murders from her, even when she had to go to the bathroom, he took her to the other room so that she wouldn't go in and see that her mom and friend were dead. So she's at this point not she's even not knowing. Sure. She's kind of like. She knows, but she didn't see it. So it's. Right. So at this point, yeah. she's yeah, kind of thinking like, if I'm good, cool, whatever, maybe I won't die. Mm. Right. Like there's that element. Because they it. didn't follow the rules, so he killed them. One was crying too but much. But she doesn't know that they are dead. Right. So she's kind of just like, oh, okay, they're in the bathroom. Like, you know, I'm not dead yet, obviously. So, like, he's not maybe trying to kill us. He's just going to fuck with us a little bit, whatever. Mm. You don't know what people think in that yeah. situation, right? Like, you're just like, oh, maybe he'll just leave if You're not thinking I'm cool. rationally, that's for yeah. Sure. No, yeah, no, not at all. So he then, uh, once he cleaned up the other room, he then loaded Julie in the car and drove to a secluded area in the park. <clears throat> he bound her legs and arms, bunched her hair in a ponytail, told her he loved her, and slit her throat. Just as the sun was coming up. Yeah. He actually, According to his story. He actually talked about carrying her like a groom carries a bride over the, the threshold. Fuck? This motherfucker he then uh, caught a cab back to his house so the the cars the the Pontiac's out there two dead bodies yeah not yet so two dead bodies in the back he's taken Julie up to this area killed her put her under a tree takes a cab back to his house the cab driver actually says that he was like very nice talkative happy yeah, got his all, fix. He's all, yeah. Yeah, because he's a fucking psycho. He's high. He's all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's also how he was able to uh, to get away the first time around when they questioned him. Right, because he's just like... the relationship that he had with everybody else that he yeah. worked with. Just said, oh, no, he's great a great guy. He's a, Nondescript, he's a nice guy. it's just no sort of like... Yeah, he's not socially weird. He's able to, like, have a conversation, be totally normal, whatever. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so then he went back the next day and torched the car so lit the Pontiac on fire um so that was those murders the joy who's the joya 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 when he assaulted her he went to her cabin that she was staying at assaulted her and when she tried to escape he had to kill her basically no other choice how much much longer was that so How that was, was July that? 22nd. Um, like between those three. It was, it was a couple months. months. Yeah, so... Because the first murders occurred in February. In February. They found the car a month later. And then they thought July, they had... Five months. Yeah. They, they thought they had the killer. Four and a half, five months. Then in July, it was like, oh, wait, we don't. So he's getting away with it for a good amount of time. Which is why he killed again. Did right? he bury the body under the tree, or did he just he leave just kind of shoved left it. it there? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. buried at all. It was just sort of like left so there. He, but again, burn the other National one? Park, by the way, because it's a car, right? So he's like, oh, I'll just burn it to evidence. It it helps cover up the evidence, and sure. especially like with the bodies, they had to go through the process of getting dental records because they were unrecognizable. So right. like when they. I mean, they found the car. Gives you more you time, find, I guess. Who knows what they think? Even with the Armstrong girl putting her head 
farther away from her body that kind of gives you a little bit time too if they don't find yeah. the head like it is hard to confirm Identify a who body it is without a head yeah um so yeah he he decapitated her to throw off the police so Fuck. don't worry joel that's it so did he Carrie, throw the head what did he throw the head i think he is carried that... it okay yeah i, I don't 27 know if... feet that's like, a, that's like heads a heads are heads weigh as much as a bowling ball. If you as can we know kick from uh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-seven feet's like the human head weighs eight pounds. Twenty-seven feet's like the try, the professional cornhole distance. Try kicking. Eight oh, so pounds, it's not even that feet. far, huh? Yeah, that's like the. So I don't know. I mean, Lord knows with this motherfucker. Like, what? You know what I mean? What? Yeah. Happened. Yeah, yeah what? I know it's. He was probably I, naked. Okay, he was naked. He chopped the head off, and then he just like yep. walked slowly, twenty-seven With feet, the and head. just dropped it, and was like, uh, uh. or he was just like, okay, I need to separate the thing. Uh, okay, that's far enough. It's like, no, bro, like you need to get rid of the head. Yeah, I'm not sure he's if just he was so amateur novice. Yeah, I'm not sure if he was really thinking of it as like he's walking away from an explosion dramatically carrying a, a head. That's it was what probably I'm just like. It was probably just a bit more of well, a... Well, same like when he, how he said the bride of the other one. Yeah. He probably had some, like, spiritural walk with the head. Yeah, he probably kissed it. Oh, God. He probably gave it a, a fucking That's kiss. even creepier. He's a weirdo. So, Carrie Stainer pled guilty to the Armstrong... Joy... Joya? Joya? Joya. I've never heard that I, fucking name before. I can't... I, I don't know why... I'm sorry. It, the way that, that it's, name. The way that it's spelled, too. But anyway, I've we'll known, go with it. I've known a Joya before, but it was spelled J-O-Y-A. Okay, so J O I J O I, kind of Joey. Close. Maybe it's like That's Yun, Joey. Young oh, Sund. It was like Young Sund. A lot of weird names in here. <laughs> but anyway, he pled guilty to the Armstrong murder and was sentenced uh, to life. But in the Yosemite murders of the three women, he tried a uh, insanity defense uh. after confessing and all of that. He tried insanity defense, but the jury did not buy it. Thankfully. He was found guilty and sentenced to death. He is still on death row in San Quentin to this day. Still alive. He's still alive? Yeah. Still alive, son of a Motherfucker. Bitch. He just gets better looking, guys, too. <laughs> is, does he actually? He does. Are you serious? To me, he gets fatter. <laughs> he's wider, right? He's more pale. Oh, right? He's, like, ridiculous. Um, so, Stephen Stainer yeah. died young. Timothy White died young. Uh, Parnell, Parnell lived, 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 lived to his eighties. Lived to his eighties. Died of old age and mm-hmm. natural causes. At least he was in prison. And then that, well, yeah, okay, yeah. So he getting he raped, hopefully. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know if he was even there long enough to get. Well, who's gonna that? And I think he was on death row. Or no? Yeah, 80, no, he wasn't even on death row. Eighty-year-old so. man in prison. Mm. Yeah, well, I know. You, you can I know find that they some pick on, than that. They pick on pedophiles. Yes, in but prison. I think so. He was probably certain... in protective custody. Yes. And also at a certain age, I think it's kind of like, are we really picking on the 80-year-old? Listen, I don't know anything about prison, but I'm guessing. If I was there, I would beat the shit out of him. I'm guessing we're not raping still the 80-year-old, right? Well, no, because there has to be be some sort of attraction. I mean, maybe maybe if we're lucky, there was some some sort of prisoner in there that had a... An old man kink. Every time I walk past him, I push him on the ground. Yeah, Very like guaranteed. I, but no, like I'm, 
I'm hoping he got beat up. I just don't think he's getting if he was raped. in general if he was in general population, which I highly doubt that they would gen keep pop? him. Yeah, gen pop. You, you know gen how pop, it is. You yeah. were on the You've inside. Been there. Gen pop. You know yeah. what's up. I traded fucking if, coffee uh, for pencils. <laughs> <laughs> True story. If if they actually had him in 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 gen pop, sure. With him being a pedophile, even with his old age, he would have got like pedophiles don't do very well in prison, regardless of their age. But are so, they getting raped? Are they getting beaten? They're not getting up? raped. They're generally Who? getting stabbed. Oh, okay, great. I no, so, I'm good. I'm good with that. The like, fact that he survived and ended up dying of old age. And you know medical complications, mm-hmm. they for sure had him in protective custody yeah, because yeah. both he was a he was a pedophile and he was an old man. They're not going to throw him in with the rest of those animals in there. Right. So, anyways, Parnell, who abducted Carrie's brother Stephen, and then Carrie, the Yosemite killer. Carrie's still around. The bad guys in these stories just get the story. to go ahead and live their lives out. Evil wins. Evil always prevails. But he's yep. in, that's, he's that's fucking miserable. That's a lesson to teach your children. He's now, fucking is, miserable in is prison. Is he miserable? Right I bet he's I mean, fucking I, getting letters from sick sicko women. Oh god! That are, I bet he's fucking married. I, I bet he's be fucking married, like the Menendez brothers. Fucking married. Uh, Charles Manson. Married. Got married. How does to, that fucking work? How do you get married when you're in when you're in when oh, you're in prison? Oh, dude. I you mean, should look it up. Ted Bundy had fans. Richard yeah, so Ramirez, can, yes. who is is not subjectively ugly, he is objectively a hideous person. Ramirez? Teeth. Richard Ramirez, the, the Night Stalker? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh Jesus. God, he looks look, like a... Look, 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 older pictures of him. Older pictures of him. Okay. When he was at the Cecil Hotel. You've got a problem. Oh, man, I do. I have a major do. problem. I don't like good-looking people. <laughs> You like, you you guys are giving me shit because I wet the bed late. She's obsessed with serial killers. No, it it doesn't have to be a serial killer. I'm just like objectively talking about their looks. Like you're attracted to Ramirez. You're attracted to serial killers. He had a major Look. meth head thing going, Comment going on. Comment. He he wasn't he did. the no, he, he, did. he didn't he have did. the dad bod that you. No, I think like. I know, and I think in person, different story. A mugshot though will get me. <laughs> I think they have they, a good mugshot. I guess maybe I'm just picturing his court pictures, where he like draws the pentagram on his oh, hand. He's got the real creepy. No, no, no. Smile. That classic. Joel can show it because we have editing capabilities. But like his his like early mugshots. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and look at them. I'll, yeah, I, I will give you the benefit of the doubt. I think I put them side by side by uh, Ezra Miller. You guys know this fucking. Oh, the Flash. The Flash that's like uh, beating up women all over town. He's a future episode for this show. Absolutely right. Um, side by side, old school mugshot of Ramirez and him. Oh, eerie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I just can see saying. That. Just saying. I think God, I just means- like people to be interesting. I don't care what <laughs> it is. I don't care what it is that you, that's your thing. You just want them to have passion about something. I just want them to something. have, like, something They that's have not... some sort of goal, yes. something that they're passionate about, and, you know, they're, they're I just, enthusiastic. I fantasize about not talking about what preschool we're putting the kids in and what's the best, what neighborhood are you in? It's much more interesting oh. to have a conversation about yes. 
what forest are we going to bury this preschooler yes. in? Or what neighborhood are we going to abduct our, abduct our next victim? From? Right. Or just like, just, just anything. What's your, what's your thing? What's your problem? <laughs> what's your kink? What's your issue? Right. What's your passion? What makes you feel alive? Yeah. If What'd you get away with? Fuck. <laughs> now that, now that would, that okay, would that's, elevate. That's a little bit more condemning. No, but like. How great record. would it be at a fucking party where people are small talking and you're just like, what'd you fucking get away with, right? And it's that. And you're just like, <laughs> fuck, what? Yeah. And then you'd yeah. be like, let's go to the bedroom. And we're not just like, it's not even bedroom. I don't even think it's sexual. It's just. Straight to the altar. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to have that conversation. Yeah. I just want to have that conversation that's. Again, elevated from small talk above medium talk oh, into like it's like adrenaline holy rush shit. Right? shit. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely much Here more interesting. Here we go. Yeah. If this show like blows up and gets real big, would you actually talk to serial killers? Um. Oh, I like, would. That be I fucking, absolutely would. You would? you would absolutely. I think you would be better like, at it. No You'd question have to go about together. it. You would be better at it. I think. Why would you just be there to protect? Yeah, them in case you, they get out of line. Yeah, exactly. obviously. Have you seen Mindhunter, the show? Yeah. It's, uh, I've seen It'd be clips. like that. You guys would be like, you would be like Biddles and Watts. <laughs> Dude. And then you go <laughs> interview, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> interview <laughs> fucking serial killers. If we were Biddles and Watts, yeah. real life Biddles and Watts. I'm, I'm a little bit more excited about the idea of actually getting to talk to a criminal. Yeah. Like By the way, like. serial killer, that would be fascinating. I think they would, right? Like. For sure they would, right? Again, if you are in prison, right, that's your life, I, I don't think, like, I need to check your schedule. Yeah, you're not I just... think it's like if I'm willing to go there and you're willing to, like, meet me as a fucking visitor through the glass, obviously. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. not doing the, like, <laughs> over-the-table thing. <laughs> but, like, if you're willing to meet us and you have the time, whatever, like, uh, yeah. Why, Why wouldn't, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Professionals you generally like to talk about their craft. Absolutely. If they're real if good we, at something, they mm -hmm. want to tell people about it. It's, it's about they're you usually having Usually narcissist. Oh, yeah. They usually are smarter. Smartest person in the room, right? They want to tell us. They definitely like to think they are. Mm -hmm. In Ed Kemper's case, I think the majority of the time he actually was the smartest person in the room. Yeah, unfortunately. Like that, again, that is the scariest of the, like, serial killers or things like that when they mm. actually are fucking smart. And yeah. by the way, Carrie Stainer, not not super smart, not an idiot, but a master manipulator. And, Very much so. And uh, really good at hiding his shit because you would like to think that you would be able to tell, right? That's, but I that's think the case. That that people, the scariest ones are the people like him. Look nondescript little bit good looking everyone loves them the fact that that person could possibly get into your room and fucking kill you is hey. yeah me is the scariest thing right <laughs> like like joel doesn't even know he's a serial killer he's just gonna like come up one day where he's like oh fuck and then he just snaps right that's how undercover he is yes like, he what is it called that's when the scary when shit. you like are sent here and you when you're a kid and it's in your brain and when you turn a certain age it just turns on and you start assassinating politicians well like the Rumspringer? manchurian 
<laughs> Wait, what are what are we talking about? No, it's the, the, the old Amish tradition <laughs> yeah, where once yeah. you once you get to the once age of seventeen, turn... they send you off into the wild where you just to murder see if as many you're, people well, as you just want. Just to see if you're a serial killer, <laughs> and if you're not, you come back, you churn some butter, right? You're like, nope, didn't kill anybody. I did. Let's build I wasn't, but I'm glad we checked. Right? Am I wrong on this? No, I, I think you are right. That's what's important about Rumspring is you don't know if, if you enjoy something until you've tried it at least once. <laughs> you got to get it out of your system. No, I meant a sleeper cell. A sleeper cell? Yeah, when you like are from another country when you're a kid and you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You get brainwashed. No, that's what I'm saying. It's a not Manchurian. Rum, not Rumspring. No, not. That's, okay. Yeah. That's the Amish version of a, a yeah, sleeper yeah, cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think the moral, like like we said, the moral of the story is uh, evil wins. And I would say, and I probably you guys would agree, that if you are evil, you just are. Mm. In this yeah, case. Yeah, in this, in this case. If I, you look at, I mean, it's the perfect uh, experiment, right? Two brothers raised the same. Right? One gets abducted, abused for seven years, mm-hmm. returned, crazy family, family life. One is left behind. And from age three is a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of just like, it doesn't matter. And the, the one that was abducted and went through the crazy fucking shit ended up being fine. Yeah, he had his issues with addiction and things like that. But in terms of being a good person, yeah, he again he came out of it understandable. But he couldn't he couldn't escape evil though. The same, he didn't turn out. He fucking died in a car accident. He did, and like we said, so like he probably losing on his motorcycle. He couldn't escape it, but he didn't have that same because let's say Carrie was the one that was abducted, and he already had that crazy shit, right? Like, yeah. What would have happened from there? Um, I think even when Carrie uh, confessed, part of his, the confession was crazy. But then they connected the fact that he was the brother of that crazy Crazy fucking story that everybody knew about, of that abduction. So the connection was insane. People could not believe that, like, both of these things happened. Yeah. To this family. Yeah, and the same family. Something else that I think is interesting about Carrie is after he was caught and confessed, Mm -hmm. one of the things that he requested was he wanted a a made-for-TV movie about his murders. The same same way that that they made a movie about Stephen Stainer. About his brother. I think that there was... There was part of that. Yeah, he wasn't getting the attention that he wanted, which plays into the the narcissism yes. that we were talking about earlier, yes. which I think is very, very common amongst all serial killers. Absolutely. Overall, I think in terms of a, a serial killer, it's definitely, it starts with nature and nurture just doesn't help, but it, it doesn't really need to be nurtured for that to progress into becoming a, a right, serial I think- killer. Maybe nature and you have to try really fucking hard to fight against it, to fight against yeah. it. I yeah, think that I their agree. fucking family had devil's blood in it because it, I think their family is just genetically evil. They were cursed. I know it's, spir- I know it's like yeah, spiritual, yeah, yeah. but it's, but hey. it, yeah. 
It runs in the Fair family. Fair enough. I think there's a good case to be made <laughs> yeah, for the, that. The kid right? that was good got punished for being good. The kid that was bad made it all the way. He's still alive, doing right? great. I think. So let that be a lesson to everyone. <laughs> Don't try and be good. There's no yeah. point. <laughs> well, you have to know if you're on the good side or the bad side. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, anyways, thank you for joining us for Crime Corner. We'll see you next week. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye.